Hello, and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing all right. Today, we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena, episode 38, End of the World. That is the translation of this title that is on the YouTube video that we're using for the episode. But if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure I will get tweeted at about this, if I'm not mistaken, a better translation of this title is Ends of the World with an S. And apparently there's some like contention about that. I don't really know much about it, but a friend of the show, Abby, said that she would come on and talk to us about that the next time she's on, which I think is going to be for the movie. Can a world have multiple ends? Well, I think that's part of uh, I think that's part of what the the whole thing is about. But I don't know. Shrug. I also don't know. <laughs> uh, today we're here to talk about this episode with a guest, and our guest is Sam. How you doing, Sam? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, glad I was able to set this up. Um. So uh, just get glad to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. And Sam, you are our only guest during this two-part finale. Did you do you have a reason that you picked this episode other than the fact that it is great, or do you want to talk about that after we watch it? Um, I mean, I can do either. I uh, partially picked it because I figured by the time um you actually got to this point, I might actually have my life together enough where I could actually guest star. Um, <laughs> so that's one. And then um, I liked it because um, these two episodes are very Akio and Anthe focused. Yeah. And they're, it's, it's, it sounds terrible to say Akio's my, he's not my favorite character. He's just one of the most interesting characters. Anthe's my favorite character, but together they're such an interesting dynamic. So I'm like, I could talk a lot about that. There is definitely a lot of that in this episode, and uh, you may not know, but Alice has not yet watched this episode. She'll be watching it with us for the very first time while we do it for this show, because I made her. I said, you have to wait. (laughs) As they say in showbiz, fuck it, we'll do it live. Uh, That sounds good. (laughs) I actually, so I've only seen this. Oh, well, actually, I guess, um, would this be a good time to get into my history of Uchina? Yeah, absolutely. Or... Okay, so I've actually, be- besides this episode and the next one, I've only seen Utina once through. Yeah. Um, I actually ran across Utina, um, I want to say earlier this summer of last year. And it honestly, it was something where Utina was always just something that I had heard about. And it always, I was always told like, oh, this is really complicated and weird anime. And nobody understands it. And... I've just always on my list of like, okay, this is one of the animes. One day, one day I'll watch this. Um, and I just happened to be browsing along, browsing through YouTube when I should be working on my college thesis, like you do, and um, yeah. found the uh, actually the uh, this Nozomi um, free sub and yeah. just kind of blasted, yeah and blasted through them. And I want to say I think three or four days because I was like desperately looking to do something else than my actual work oh man i know that feeling right and then ironically enough i kind of um as i'm going through it i'm like well actually i think i kind of understand what's going on and wrote like a little thesis about that um because yeah that's what i'm gonna do my work about um and then just kind of kept that thesis in uh 
in like in the back of my computer for whenever I would actually need to whip it out to sound smart. And then that's kind of what turned into the email I sent to you earlier. Um, and just I thought it was an interesting anime that I kind of understood, which is probably wrong. Not like pro- not wrong is incorrect, but probably more wrong is in like the fabric of reality. It's wrong if I understand it. <laughs> Can any of us truly <laughs> say that we understand Revolutionary Girl Utena? What even right. is an Utena? Yeah, we can um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can talk more about your thesis after we finish this episode, if you would like. Okay, that works out. Uh, it has been a while since I read your email, <laughs> but okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I would love to be able to talk to you about that because this is oh, this is quite an episode. Mm-hmm. A lot happens. Uh-huh. Oh dear. <laughs> oh yeah, don't. Oh, yeah. This is going to be very upsetting, and mm-hmm. I would apologize for that. But this whole show has been a little bit upsetting, so you should have been prepared <laughs> for this. You dragged me into this, right? You agree? You're going to dra- have to drag me out. Right. All right, are you guys ready to start? Oh uh, yep. yeah. What I really love about this episode, just starting off, is that we basically just head straight head first down into it like we start with absolute destiny apocalypse the leading up to the dueling arena like we this is serious business we are getting ready to go Mm -hmm. you might say the whole series has led up to this moment right it's is this does that mean it's the literal absolute destiny apocalypse you might say it's the end of the world right oh my gosh and it's kind of it's it's interesting because usually there's always like a lead up to this song and this with this part there's no preamble there's just we're doing it (laughs) we're doing it now get prepared basically yeah and i like that even though this is like i think this is definitely the last time that we see this like i like that it's still the same like dueling arena lead up like it's still the exact same exact same song exact same animation it's everything that we're used to but then we're about to be thrown into something that is everything but what we're used to right and it's actually i think this is the first time that she's challenging akio she's not being challenged by someone else so this is her actively like take your face in <laughs> Oh, I love how they they grab each other's hands at the end. It gives me so many feelings. No. Oh, I feel like this is. I feel like that's gonna be something I regret seeing, though, because mm-hmm. like it's gonna make me sad later. Mm-hmm. Here they are. Yeah. <laughs> Alone. Yeah. Oh. I I can't I can't dispute that. Yeah, this is gonna make you sad. Right. We see Dios. Right. Kind of. And walking out at the top of a shadowy staircase, everybody's least favorite fuckhead, right. Akio oh, Otori, in his full prince regalia. And she... I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. You, no, you go ahead. They're they're okay. talking about how uh, like Utena has always known that Akio was <laughs> actually her prince. Right. I did want to just comment like this is something that I actually noticed when I watched it um earlier is that when you look at Dios, he's huge. He's like twenty feet tall and compared to everybody else around him. Yeah, I yeah, noticed I was, that too. <laughs> Um, so I just always like I have like literally in my notes huge prince um <laughs> Akio asks Utena what she's been dreaming about lately and 
he said it's all I ever seem to dream about is the castle, the castle where a prince and princess will live happily ever after forever and ever. Can I just tell you guys, I literally just made the connection earlier that the castle is upside down because this is an inverted fairy tale. Oh, 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 I feel incredibly stupid hell? that I li- this literally occurred to me in the last episode. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Anthe has she was standing behind Utena and then she kind of crumbled and disappeared. And now she went, is yeah. on the staircase that occupies. Her, her eyes went white and she just like. Like she crumpled like a puppet. Like I a need you guys to know also that I thought she was rolling her eyes the first time I saw that scene, but oh, then I really? noticed that she had like it just looked like that when she did it, and then she like crumbles. Mm-hmm. And now Akio has just pulled a sword out of Utana, and Utana is in a bride dress, a pink bride dress. What? And he says oh, yeah. that she has proven herself to be a noble princess. A sword is unsuited what? for a lady like yourself. I shall oh, now take this sword, and from this day forward, I shall protect you. What? Yep. And it's worth noting, he pulled the sword out of her heart. Sword yeah. Heart. <laughs> Which is kind of, because in this last arc, Anthe has been doing the sword pulling out of Utena. Oh, oh yeah. I during totally the duels. Right. Akio is talking about how they'll live happily together in the castle. And Utena asks what will happen to Anthe. And he says that she'll be the Rose Bride forever. And Utena is mortified. She's having a flashback to when Anthe tried to kill herself in the last episode. Mm -hmm. It was so sad. Don't we get a date to drink tea together in 10 years? Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh jeez! Just kills me every time Anthe yeah. keeps saying, "Forgive me." Oh, uh, the, watching oh, them, dang- watching her dangling over the side is making me kind of nervous. Right. Even though I know she's not, she doesn't fall. It still yeah. makes me nervous. Again, she kind of did like pop up with a strings cut move there. Yeah. Oh, and then they say she's a heartless doll. So I have thoughts about that that I just yeah we'll talk about later. <laughs> Anthe is talking about how she thought that she could just be a heartless doll the pain she feels comes from being the rose bride she swept up utana in this against her will and even knowing that anthe used her and her naivety she took advantage of utana's kindness forgive me miss utana oh i'm so sad she says i've cheated you i've used you i betrayed you from the very beginning but utana says no I never realized the pain you were in. I never noticed how much you were suffering. And despite that, I I kept acting like I was a noble prince who would save you. We've talked about this before in the series about how like Utena's desire to be a prince for Anthe has been a little self-serving. And this is mm-hmm. the moment where Utena really realizes that. And she says like, you know, like when she saw Anthe and Akio together for the first time, she felt like Anthe had betrayed her, but it was she who betrayed Anthe. It was she who used Anthe, and Anthe starts crying! And I'm so sad! Uh, that's probably the most expression we've had in her face literally ever. Oh, yeah. They just kind of crumble together, and Anthe's pleading with her to leave the school and forget about all this. And Utena says, you know I can't do that. 
There's no way I can do that. Utena grabs the sword from Akio back in present day, back from the flashback, and Akio keeps repeating that girls shouldn't brandish swords like that. Utena says she's going to free Anthe, and he says, truly, you are valiant. I never thought you'd get this far. Still, as I said years ago, with the passage of time, you've lost the pure soul that wished only to be a prince. Uh, that feels very, like, I don't know. That makes, the, the way that he says that makes me feel gross. Yeah, it does. He says, for that reason, you can't save Anthe. The prince and the castle where eternity dwells are illusions. I shall now reveal reality to you. The end of the world. Or perhaps the ends of the world. Right. As we may find out uh, in a future episode when Abby comes on to explain it to us. Oh. <laughs> For future reference, whatever Abby says, I'm going to say the opposite. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So, as a, as a <laughs> matter of, of honor. And oh, we're back. she's back to normal. We're back and, in uh, the observatory. It was all freaking fake. <laughs> yeah, that it kind of goes back to what they've said about the castle for basically forever, that it's right. just a trick of the light. So all the duels have been up there? Kind of, I guess. Right. I don't know. Like, what is real in Utena right. anyway? I mean, that's... It's kind of everybody tells you it's fake, but you kind of put your you're like, no, it has to be real. And then when it turns out it's fake, who are you? Who do you have the blame? <laughs> For real. Akio. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, actually, Akio. <laughs> we can blame Akio. Right. I mean, philosophically yourself, but actuality, Akio. He says, I can project fairy tale illusions for people who wish that eternity and miraculous power truly exists. However, there is no place higher than this room. This room is the summit of Otori Academy, the summit of the world itself. Because, you know, the world doesn't exist outside Otori. You say that as if it's not true. I mean, no, that's the thing. Um... Well, yeah, no, I, that's what I mean. Is like, it kind of does, kind of doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when um, Anthea had said, like, just leave the school, I had actually wondered, like, is that, is, can she do that? Is that a thing? Well, we'll find out. Right. Akio is like, how could you be angry about me being with Anthe? Is what I've done so wrong? Assuming it is, you're just as bad as I am. Because clearly, being seduced by someone and seducing your sister are the same thing. Mm -hmm. And totally not different morally. Because mm -hmm. he flashes back to that moment where Utena's ankle was injured and he, like, mood moved on her in the car. And he's uh, like, oh. you didn't reject me even though I have a fiancé. That's a sin, isn't it? Even though it's on him to not be seducing someone when he is a person who is going to be married. And I mean, it's a thing of... She's a, she's a child and he's an adult. Well, yeah, like, even, like, <laughs> even just, yeah, like, even beyond that, he is literally an adult and she right. is 14 years old. So it's beyond that thing of, like, of, like, the victim blaming where, like, you know, oh, the victim has some responsibility. This is literally you're trying to treat this person, this child, like they can have adult responsibilities. I love that here at the end of all things, we have, again this sort of we're going back to this theme of do you really understand other people 
Or are you mm-hmm. just projecting yourself in various ways upon them? Yeah, because Akio says to Utena, you never really tried to understand Anthe. And, I mean, he's right. Like, you know, as much as we love Utena, as great as she is, like, she didn't really try to understand Anthe. Like, she just sort of accepted the quote-unquote reality of the Anthe that she saw rather than trying to investigate what was beneath the surface. We're having a flashback to uh, to Utena, Utena in the grave. Right. Little Utena after her parents died. Uh, uh, the <laughs> oh, did we all get the part where uh, she's on the lap? Yeah, that was not good. That right. was very unsettling and upsetting. Interestingly, while Akio is kind of like monologuing about like why Utena should be a princess and give him her sword, like he's in Namuro Hall and she's in the elevator of doom. She's in the confessional booth. She this is mm-hmm. her confession. Right. Utena's like, aren't you her brother? Aren't you going to help her? And Akio just strokes Anthe's face like a creep. Right. He says, looks so creepy. There's something weirdly feline about his face. Oh, okay. oh, and now he's crying. Um, I hate that he's crying. It makes me mad. Right. Fuck you. I mean, so <laughs> he almost kind of makes me think of um. Just as I'm looking at his exaggerated body, because I mean, this is shoujo anime. I'm almost like he's almost got like Baba Duke stature, where it's like the really huge shoulders and taller than everybody. <laughs> there is briefly on screen it. Uh, flashes a word that is a like clip of the word revolution but I swear to god when I saw it the first time I thought it said slut that's what I, I thought too know. I'm yeah. so glad that we all had this right. same experience and I mean I, I I missed the part where he said it but he's kind of talking about when that shows up he's talking about how she is a witch how Anthony is a witch and is bad and she likes being a witch so I almost felt like, no, that was intentional. We're, we're, we're bagging on Anthe, so we're just going to show that word slut. Yeah, see, that's what I thought, too, is that I thought right. that it, I thought it was weird that it got so vulgar for a second, but I all, I would be willing to believe that the comparison is intentional. If right. it cannot break the, the world show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting the student council monologue, and we have a visual of the elevator going up, and also of each student council member putting their color rose into a like a teapot. I don't really know what that is. It's like one of those things for watering plants. Like ah, right. Yes. Pitcher thing. Oh my god. We saw the stopwatch. Yeah. Oh yeah. He this time he's, just, he's just letting it go. He's not oh. stopping it. Series wrap on the stopwatch. Right. I'm noticing um, Toga has like a really pale blue rose. Is that tied to anybody? I don't know. Oh, and now all the roses are white. They don't have the colors anymore. So are maybe it was a white they, rose. Are they white or are they pink? Oh, to me, they look like a really cream colored white. And I wonder if it's like, because they were all their colors. Mm-hmm. And now it's like they've washed their hands of it. As if I wonder what that means. Uta and Akio are having a sword fight. And unlike the duels of previous episodes... This one is fairly grounded in the way that it's being shot right now. We're just mm-hmm. sort of seeing swords clashing rather than dramatic lunging at one another. It actually looks like a real duel. Yeah. And Anthony and she, it's, it's not doing all that great. 
Yeah, and Anthony's uh, just sort of watching from a couch. I mean, Akio's not doesn't Akio's getting tired. It looks like so good. <laughs> Akio says Utena knows only of play dueling, but if you do not draw back your sword now, you will learn just how terrifying a real duel can be. Oh, Anthony looks so sad. A child like you cannot understand my ideals. The Rose Bride exists for ideals you do not understand. Uh, I have the same question, Utena. What sort of insane ideals make you control other people like this? I think it, it really just makes me think of like when adults like, oh, well, I'm an adult, so therefore I'm automatically, I know what's up. You don't get it. You're a dumb kid. That is such a good point because that is yeah. exactly what he's doing right now. He's like, you're a child. You couldn't possibly understand why I do the things that I do. Except the things that he's doing are objectively terrible. I will, I'll guess that literally it's when you tell a kid because. Because you can't give a good explanation. <laughs> there's a little bit of... With the whole Akio thing, there's always been a little bit of a weird cosmic horror undertone to me mm-hmm. in that, like, he is not human. Him and right. Anthony always have always been sort of inhuman. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I they're the cards. Yeah. And it, a second before that, they were in the uh, Black Rose Duelist arena with all the bodies. And which, the desks. Yeah. Yeah, and the desks. So, uh, so they're kind of like cycling through all the different um stuff attached to each um arc in yeah, the arena. Yeah, because the cars just showed up. Right. Oh, here is this line in the song where it says, Zodiac, I am the Zodiac. Yeah, I noticed that when I was watching this. And I actually have a theory behind that. And it's because like, as I have, as I like stint this day and I will fight you, these songs don't really mean anything. They're just vaguely related to the episode. But I think that this song is kind of about being a complex person because um, with the Zodiac, you each have like, each sign has its vague personality, mm-hmm. which kind of can apply to anybody. But by saying, like you can kind of have any of these personalities at any even time. So I think it's kind of saying like, I am all of these things. I am not just this one simple personality. Cause I really kind of feel like this is about development and complexity as a person. Everything is crumbling down around them. First, the Dio statue kind of exploded, and now the stat, now the the castle and Akio's thing, this planetarium thing, and we got that familiar piece of animation of Utena lunging at her opponent again Mm -hmm. for the last time. Right, and Anthe's like actually paying attention to what's going on. Utena's probably gonna win. Right, and then suddenly. Right. Uh, Akio pushes <sighs> Anthe over to Utena, and she steps out in front of Anthe to protect her. Mm-hmm. I just my note is such a prick as he as he tosses Anthe into her. See how like, he's like sweating. Right. Utena yeah, no, that's the grabs thing. Anthe's shoulder. Uh, oh, or Anthe grabs the- Utena's shoulder. What the hell? And stabs her through the back with the sword, and what Utena crumbles to the ground. What? Mm-hmm. I and her giant dress, like a rose petal, or like pool of blood. I what? Yeah, and what that's the, the end of the episode. Yeah, the what episode the ends with Anthe stabbing Utena in the back. What the hell? This is why I wanted you to watch this and get your what reaction actual- in real time. No, right. what the actual fuck? We uh, still have another episode. It's okay. Maybe. I mean, what does it mean? Oh my god. Uh okay, so uh, let's let's talk let's talk about this. Let's talk about what we just okay, witnessed. Yeah. 
Because, oh, God. Oh. Yeah. That that scene never ceases to... I, I feel literally as though I have also been stabbed in the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that scene is also a contributing factor. I didn't want to spoil it, but that scene is a contributing factor for why I wanted this episode. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you kept that secret because I right. didn't I didn't want that reveal spoiled for Alice. I wanted to Right. I, I needed to capture that in real time and I did. Alice, are you okay? <laughs> Alice, are you gonna be okay? Oh. <laughs> I scared my cat. Are you gonna be okay? She, she fled. She fled in terror. Alright, so yeah, let's talk about that scene. Uh mm-hmm. Sam how do you feel about that scene? You said that Anthony's your favorite character. Yeah. Um. Like, why is she my favorite? Um. I'm well, trying just to think, like, like, to... like, just like yeah. you know, like, how do you feel about this scene? How do you feel about like Anthony as a character with this scene? Because we still have another episode to go. This isn't the end of Anthony necessarily. Right. So, like, there's so, still more to be done here. So I will like say like this episode was about the time that I was kind of writing all of my thesis ideas about this. Mm -hmm. So maybe I just really had to rationalize what she was doing. Um, I had to somehow make it okay that she just stabbed her girlfriend through the heart. I have my own feelings of like right. rationalizing why Anthe did what she did, but I'm very interested to hear what you think about it. Right. So, like, I mean, I have my theory, and I think... Okay. I have my notes, so I just want to make sure, because like, because the, the two episodes are so tightly linked. I'm like, what can I say without? That's fair. That's fair. So it's kind of a thing of um, I kind of really feel that with Anthe, she is for for better or well for worse. Let's be honest. There's no for better. Um, she is like gonna be loyal to Akio number one. Um, Anthe, uh, uh the, the, the Utena is. Uten is a per is a purer relationship, but Akio was there first, and she already has so much history with Akio that it's really going to be hard to kind of break that pattern of behavior of like working with him. And I actually kind of think that Utena, to some extent, is threatening to Anthe because Utena represents this change from the relationship. Yeah, like for for people that have been in like abusive relationships, sometimes like for someone that hasn't it doesn't make sense when someone who has been in a situation of abuse to continue to go back to that person to go back to that situation but a lot of times like change can be really scary and Mm -hmm. having been in an abusive situation like sometimes it makes you feel like you have to do things that are counterintuitive and as much as as much as I truly believe even now that Anthe does actually love Utena, like she can't really break that she can't really break her devotion to Akio because that's been her life for like we don't even know how long this has actually been going on. It's kind of implied that this has been going on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a really long time. And for somebody to be, like, in that kind of situation right. for that long, like... Right. I, I mean, to use the fairy tale, it's literally, like, once upon a time. So that nebulous yesterday and forever ago time is how long they've been to... Uh, Akio and Anthea have been together. It, yeah, it makes everything from their past. And also, like, the aesthetic of the flashback that we see that sort of explains 
their story to whatever mm-hmm. degree that it does actually explain it like it just feels so ancient and removed from like quote unquote modern time which this uh, ostensibly seems to be set in right and I'm, I um oh sorry go on Alice the thing about Anthe is that nothing is singular nothing about Anthe is ever simple yeah and if we we you guys have covered one angle let me provide you a darker angle Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) Panda, we talk about we we were we talk about uh, Anthony Utada as if they're dating because we're dirty shippers. Yep, and because well, it's I mean, come on, because it's there. Mm -hmm. Let me let me give you an idea that you are not going to like at all. Uh, Okay, who said that they had any kind of relationship the way that we've always kind of read them as having? Uh, well, technically, Anthony did. Did she? Uh, I mean, she's like, you know, I'm the Rose Bride. I belong to you now. Does that really mean that she, the person, Anthe, not the role, the person, Anthe, has that actual relationship? Oh, oh, you're getting there, it. <laughs> here's Sorry. the thing. Yeah. There are two, yeah, there are two ways to read this stab in the back as I, now that I've recovered from like freaking the fuck out, um, which I, I had to do for a little bit. There are two ways to read this album. The one is there are two ways to read Anthony for me in this situation, and they're not they're not really mutually exclusive. To be fair, mm-hmm. the first is as resisting change, someone resisting change, not because they not wanting to betray, but at the same point not wanting to like being afraid of what exists outside of the comfortable confines of this known quantity of this known relationship even if it is horrifyingly painful yeah the second the second is to read anthony as a co-conspirator a collaborator collaborator a for lack of a better description bait yeah that she's not so much last minute betraying utna so much as she is well she said it herself i've been using you and and utna has a moment of clarity where she realizes that she is maybe not really done right by Anthony. And I think in that moment she comes she she kind of comes out of herself for a moment to realize Anthony is more complicated than she imagined, but doesn't make it the whole way there mm-hmm. because she's not listening. Anthony straight up told her, "I am using you." She is a reluctant co-conspirator. She's a reluctant collaborator. And I'm not saying this is how I read her. I'm saying this is an alternative, and they're not mutually exclusive. But she's still a collaborator. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's not that there's a hierarchy of loyalties. It's really that she only had one. Mm-hmm. And that her loyalty, her relationship with Utsuna was not fake so much as... I'm looking for a word here, but it was part of the job. Right. And I actually, so this feeds into one of the reasons why um, Anthe is my favorite character. And it's kind of, she is the most sort of complex and dynamic character, but she has the least amount of agency as a character. She's really kind of a tool to be used by every other character. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. She like never, she seemingly never does anything um, for herself. She's doing it on behalf of someone else. And then she may later add her own reasons or like goals on top of this behavior. But the initial reason for the behavior was for someone else. Mm -hmm. I think Alice, you definitely have a point. I don't, 
I don't know that I I believe that Anthe does love and care for Utena by this point, mm. but I don't I don't think that she has been loyal to Utena at right. all, basically at all throughout this whole thing. And I mean, yeah. like we can see that like through this entire thing, she has always been loyal to Akio. She's never been right. loyal to Utena as much as she cares about Utena as much as like mm. that feeling has developed in the end. She really has never been loyal to Utena and we don't really have any reason to believe that she ever has been. And that's why I didn't want to use the word fake because right. I think a better a better way to put this would be that we have all along kind of read their relationship as having this proximity, this intimate proximity that now looking back I realize, you know, it really didn't. It had the a lot of the appearance of so. It mm. that they, they had they were they they had they liked each other obviously. Um they care about each other obviously. But they have, until right up at the end, they don't have almost any insight, or at least Utna, our sort of quote-unquote POV character here, has almost zero insight into Anthe. And I didn't really, I didn't really think about that in that way until actually the last episode. But like, mm. holy shit, how do you, how can you have a relationship with someone that you don't understand in any way? And that, to me, that's actually kind of a like a theme of Utena in general mm -hmm. is how do you, how first off other people are strange and confusing and um, we don't understand them. Mm -hmm. And we, can we, I think the show would, uh, the show seems to be kind of ambivalent about that. Maybe we can, maybe we, we, we can't, I don't know, but it's difficult. Right. Utena doesn't try really, really try until towards the end. And it's not enough. And what's worse and then, is she doesn't really oh. realize that she's not trying. Mm -hmm. That's the thing I actually, it's somewhere in my notes, but um, like, Anth or not Anthony, um, Utena is definitely like the best teen. I you, I've, I think you've, you've heard my stance of like shitty teens and how that's just all yeah. teens are shitty teens. <laughs> um, Anthony's, or Anthony, Utena is definitely the best teen, but she is still very much kind of, she's still very much a teen because she does have this like, She's very self-focused. She doesn't really reflect on how she... She doesn't really reflect on um, how she acts, how, um, like, look deeper past things that people do. So, like, kind of when she thought Anthe had betrayed her, she doesn't even... Nobody really, like, addresses. Actually, like, so, like, how we... How we, we uh, bag on Akio for not addressing the um, seduction of a minor thing, even Utena doesn't really um, acknowledge you are abusing your sister who is got like has there's a greater power differential between you two you have all this power over her and you're abusing that situation so it's kind of even even with her she does not focus on um she doesn't have the self-reflection and she doesn't really work to um fully understand the people she's around this isn't a defense of this but i i will point out that it is my understanding that the age of consent in Japan is much younger. And so mm -hmm. the, like, 
as much as it should be a point of contention, like a lot mm-hmm. of shows like this, like, I mean, you even see it in like, like Sailor Moon with like Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. Like he's oh, clearly yeah, yeah. like he's a college student and she is 14 years old. But like their relationship is treated for the most part as something that's like, quote unquote, normal or acceptable or like, like socially I don't know. I guess normal again. I can't. Come there's up with a another different. Word. There's there's a different cultural milieu there. Now, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's not still a valid point. Yeah. Um, because besides, it's not just the age thing. It is also yeah. No, like that definitely and, doesn't yeah. get into the it's the whole power differential. Like she does. She does bring it up them. about. She does bring up the fact that you know, it's, it's your sister. She just doesn't explicitly bring up the actual like that part she brings up right. like you're taking advantage of her right or, or that, yeah. that you are letting her suffer here's something else why do we how do we know that they're actual how do we know that they're siblings because they oh. say they are <laughs> you you mean we're trusting the word of akio and no you're right like the witch that's, yeah, that's just, what i'm trying to say that's yeah. the answer is we know that they're siblings because they say they are and they kind of look alike and yeah. they got a little little forehead dot. Um, yeah, everybody which means got a it little must forehead be true. dot. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, obviously there's a connection, but like that's that was the thing that kind of I, I started thinking about during that duel is that like even something as simple as are they related is I can't even trust that because mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no way of telling that because I don't know if anything Anthea has ever said is true in any way. Uh, or Akio, for that matter. And yet, at the same time, I know that Anthe doesn't really lie except by omission. True. She lets other people... She just waits because Anthe doesn't need to lie to you. Anthe mm-hmm. just knows that if she's quiet and goes along with it, you will fuck it up for yourself. I mean, and it's kind of a thing, like, I feel like a big theme of this show is... Like the actuality of something versus the idea of something, mm-hmm. and with um, especially with Anthe, people put all of this stuff on top of her, and nobody really knows the actuality of them. So they create this idea of who she is. I mean, even Utena created this idea of she is a princess, and I am going to save her from save her from uh, her brother. And actually, I've kind of realized with princess, like when you are a princess in this show, that's almost. Like you're an object. You're not a. You don't have any. Um, not will of your own, but you don't have any. And agency. I just used this word earlier. Yeah, agency. You don't have any agency of your own. So here is Utana. Like even though she's not wanting to possess her, she wants to save her because she has no agency to save herself. So it is. I am this. You're not treating this possession well. I'm going to take this possession away. Yeah, that is exactly it. Like. Utena's kind of come to be comfortable with this situation that she and Anthe had for a while. Like, she was obviously, like, super uncomfortable in, like, the first few episodes with, like, the way that Anthe would, like, defer to her and, like, call her Utena-sama or Tenjo-sama or whatever she calls her. And so, like, over time, she became comfortable with this prince-princess role thing that they had going on and she wasn't really like i mean you know like it's like you said earlier she's a she's a little bit of a shitty teen she wasn't like interrogating that at all she just sort of like accepted that on the surface level 
And I actually forget, was it, um, I'm sure it was, was it explained why she decided she was gonna fight? Like, did they ever actually say why they were gonna, why she was gonna fight Akio? Because um, I'm certain he didn't ask, she did not ask Anthony, like, hey, do you want me to fight your brother? They don't okay. communicate about it. The last right. episode, Utena got a letter from End of the World, and okay. the letter said that, like, she would find her prince in the dueling arena, or she would find the answers in the dueling arena, or something like that. So she didn't actually know that Akio was going to be there when she headed to the dueling arena like she just knew Uh, that like yeah like she didn't know akio is akio's never really lied to us right like except i mean he said she kind of knew all along and you know that would make a lot of things about what happened make sense yeah Uh, no like sorry oh i was gonna say like i think that like there is a part of Utena that did probably kind of know that Akio was end of the world but like it just from the way that the episode is set up like it is not communicated that she does know for certain that that's what's going to happen when she goes mm-hmm. there. Akio's like I'm trying he's like a lot of things when you think about it like he's like there's like five characters who end up being Akio because there's Dios there's the prince, um, well, I mean, it's kind of Dios, but kind of not. There's the prince of when she was a child. There's end of the world. And then there's him as, um, what is he, the headmaster? Or like an acting headmaster? Chairman? Head- chairman. Okay. Acting chairman? The, right. the dean master, if you will. Dean master. And it's, so it's, these are all sort of different characters with different roles. But in the end, they all end up being him. Yeah. He wears many hats. Right. Many terrible hats. Right. Garish hats. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Just, I do want to comment with him. I was hoping that we were going to get to see him being uncomfortable, but we did not. Uh, well, hoping, hoping slash not hoping. Because with Akio, I'm one, like, I'm known as a person who I don't get super emotionally affected by animated, like, TV, because I'm like, oh, it's not real, especially with cartoons. But I know with Akio, there was times where I had to, like, where he's, where he's like, posing with his legs played or whatever, and I have to, like, pause the video to collect recollect myself because this is some nonsense that i can't deal with um so he is very much they do a really good job of making him feel so incredibly realistically sleazy for such an unrealistic show right he's he's both like this larger than life villain he's i mean he's all of the villains he's like a real bad he's an imaginary fairy tale bad person and then a real bad person that you would meet in real life Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, there, there's just something so, like, as fantastical as this show is, like, sometimes it just, like, there are aspects of it that are just so grounded. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Did you have anything else in the in your notes that you wanted to talk about? Oh, uh, let me look real quick. Um. Oh, I did want to say, like, with Akio, with Akio, is Akio or Akio? Uh, in the dub, they say Akio, and so that's what I usually go five by for the English pronunciation of the names. I'm, I'm thinking of the Harry Potter spell, so now I'm all, <laughs> all messed up. Um, but so with um, Akio, uh, it is, it's interesting because I kind of see good qualities in him. Not, I mean, overall, he's just a, he is a horrible person, but he seems like kind of like with everything with this show, when you look at when you have two possible answers... The answer is yes. So he's kind of, cause he's kind of like this horrible person, but then you also see like, was he ever really the prince? 
that people said he was. And I kind of feel like, yes, he is both of them. I mean, he has the charisma. You could definitely right. see the outline of what used to be a, a could have been a really good person. Right. And it's it's a thing of um, when he cries, um, like, I think that he actually, like, is legit- legitimately having feelings because he did say something about, um, like, you were, you have, you remind me of when I was young and I had the, the princely spirit. So he kind of does on some level recognize he is no longer whatever those qualities of what a prince are. He's He doesn't have that internal thing anymore that uh, Utena did. So it is kind of like he is sort of, does have this mourning for this loss of himself, of who he was. Um, while still being this horrible, terrible person who doesn't try to change. Yeah. Um. So it's I just I just I find it interesting that he did, that he did seem to have these good qualities and he kind of acknowledges like why oh, was good, but he's not. That's now kind of disconnected than from what he is now. It's not really acknowledged in like oh now I'm he's like I was good, but he doesn't really have that second half of the sentence, which is now I'm bad. Yeah, he's sort of like he's like I was good, and then the prince that Anthony knew died, and now there's the unspoken end of that sentence, like you just said, and now there's just me. Right, and now I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um. Oh, there was something with um when that when that uh planetarium projector yeah came down that's a moment from you when like a lot of stuff clicked when i watched it the first time and it is kind of, it's kind of like um well everything is kind of fake well not only is everything kind of fake it's this fake thing that akio has set up akio this adult has set up for all of these teenagers the game masters game comes unraveled right and it's kind of a thing of like so you see um like when you um when the projector is on you see uh you see uh Anthe in her kind of I almost want to say like Romani princess dress where it's just like the red dress with the anklet and her hair is down and you see her like almost I don't want to say like pay like Paeta, but she's like on a staircase pose really dramatically yeah. and then when thing yeah it is it is very kind of Paeta. right and so then once the light comes off you see like oh no we're just in a this isn't like a church this is just a room and she's on the couch and she's actually like She's not, she's like the same pose, but it's less kind of romantic. Not, not, not the right word, but you know, it's less like um, beautiful and tragic. And it kind of makes me think of like, this is where like, once that uh, fairy tale goes away, the reality is a lot less impressive, but it's a lot harsher. Because it's, you know, in this one version, she's like this suffering princess. And and then in this other situation, she like with with the uh, projector on, she's like this suffering princess figure. And then when the projector comes off, she's the same person. She looks the same, but now she's a lot more plain, and she's there's nothing glamorous about the situation. Yeah, so it kind no, of does make, Yeah, so it kind of just comes becomes this thing of like things are less when you tear the wall away. Things are left less profound and less like big, but they are a lot harsher because they're real. The cold, so, I mean, that was just the cold yeah. light of reality. Right, right. Yeah. So it's when you strip it all away, it's yeah, it, it's it's the same situation, but it, again, it's like the idea of a situation versus the versus the actuality of the situation. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your thesis? Uh, sure. I have, I have to see because here or your okay. what, at least what you sent me. Okay, cool. And because I know, like, some of these are still uh somewhat spoiler because it's kind of like everything comes together in the last episode yeah and everything eh, 
the I answer mean, is like <laughs> I would not say that even though everything comes together I would not say yeah. that we necessarily get entire resolution like right. I mean Don't you know say that I mean like look things get resolved but like it's Utena, so things are gonna be ambiguous. Any answer to any question about Utena has to begin like whenever someone asks a question about Utena, you kind of legally have to start your answer with, uh, and well. then get your answer. Yeah. Well, is Utena is dead? Oh yeah, Utena's been dead the whole time. That's the right. Oh yeah. Uh, Fuck yes, I was right all along, bitches. <laughs> they were all. It was. It was. It was all an illusion. Um, it was purgatory all along. I knew it. Right. Oh gosh. Um. It's just like Lost. Oh God. Utena is lost. Canon confirmed. Right. Uh, well, Joss Whedon can't save you now. She is lost. Right. Oh God. Everyone's lost. Um. Right. The plot is lost. She's, um, she's wandering, but that doesn't mean she's lost. Right. Okay, Tolkien. Right. Oh, I'm hearing an extra special guest. Do we have another special guest, Alice? Um, hold on. Yes? Do you know the way? Do you know the way? The way oh, is, is Grayson memeing in the background of our episode? She's no, oh. Tell them I asked them if they know the way. Tell him to leave. If they know the way. Go away. Do you know the way? Stop referencing way. Knuckles the Echidna memes on my podcast. <laughs> oh, God, is that what that is? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's a meme. I'll send you a link later. Okay, yeah, that, that works out cool. I have, like, a collective knowledge of many things, and usually I know one thing and somebody else knows the other thing, so it works out really well. <laughs> well, I just, I kept seeing people referencing this new meme, so I Googled it earlier. Okay. Anyways, back to our yeah. episode. Oh, okay. yeah. Back to our serious business. Back to our serious cartoon business. Right. <laughs> yeah, so this thesis, um, right. let's see how much we can talk about this without doing spoilers. Okay, um, I think I do want to preface this thesis that, um, with, preface this with that I watched Princess Tutu before I watched Utena. I have not seen that, but I've really been wanting to. Oh, it's real! It's really good, and it's that kind of helped with the framing device. So that is another. That is also another um like deconstruction of a magical girl show and a deconstruction of like fairy tales. Yeah. So that well, that kind of my understanding of that did really inform my uh, framework to understand Utna. So I can kind of I guess like just look through mm. a paragraph. Okay. My paragraph. Um, and so yeah, like kind of how um in the world of Princess Tutu, it is like a fairy tale. So in this, in watching uh Utana, at very as soon as I was like, oh, it's a fairy tale, everything else started to kind of sort of sorted. Excuse me, sort of made it more sense, and I yeah. could sort of like hand wave it away. It's an inverted uh, fairy tale, right? Oh yeah, and it's but it's like a lot of weird fairy tale things happen. Um, I like like the example like it was like Anonymy acts like a cow and now she is a cow. That happens in fairy tales all the time. So very fairy tale logic, <laughs> right? I really like this point in the very first paragraph about uh, not only is it a fairy tale, but it's a fairy tale from the point of point of view of a developing teenager. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that that really is oh. like that's what this is like Utena is a developing teenager like most of them are developing teenagers mm -hmm. 
And I mean, there is like a lot of not not entirely. Well, I mean, there's like some. I mean, again, with Nanami, there's like a puberty episode um, with the egg. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it is like. Oh it's my like, god. It's like this transition. It's all of these people are kind of going through this transitionary period of being a child to being an adult. And I mean, I'm, I'm still going through that period. I'm you know, 26 still trying to go through that becoming an adult period. But I think it definitely, definitely um, when you're younger, the, the view of being an adult seems like it's this abrupt thing that is separated from you. It's not like a gradual thing. And it's literally like a different world. And being a kid is literally a different world. So it's you trying to kind of navigate this this purgatory world um, in preparation of doing something else, in, in preparation of moving on to something else. And when you are a teenager, you do a lot of stupid, shitty things and think of a lot of stupid, shitty stuff. So it's, yep. that explains why everything's so crazy in uh, Uchina, because everything is so important when you're a teenager. Yeah, everything feels so massive and dramatic when you're a teenager because up until this point like you don't really have any sort of frame of reference for the scope of the world all you know is like what you've experienced thus far and in the grand scheme of things what you've experienced by the time you become a teenager isn't very much at all right and i mean it's also kind of thing of like when you're a child your world is very i mean for for the most part your world is very structured by adults and when you're a teenager, you have more of, like, your own autonomy. So now you're able to see, like, okay, things aren't as structured. Things aren't... You You have ability... Meaning, meaning isn't given to you by adults. You have to now figure out meaning for yourself and apply it to the world. So well, it is terrifying. more... A that's what? terrifying. I said, well, right. that's terrifying. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can all... I'll just take a collective sigh on that realization. Yeah, I've I've been talking about that a lot lately in my real life. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. I think that's definitely... <laughs> me, me too! Uh, <laughs> trying to keep it light and poppy for this uh this anime about swords and lesbians. Um, but, um... This show has not been light and poppy since, like, right. season one. Yeah. I like... I'm gonna skip ahead a little. I like, oh, yeah, um... There's a bit here at like sort of the the end of the the first part uh, before you, you know, like because you sent a few like random other like miscellaneous parts of it, but right. uh, the end of like your whole your whole big thing was about like the like the contrast between like the way that the fairy tale works and the way the real world works and how we can see mm -hmm. that in like different characters you want to talk about that a little bit okay. oh yeah sure is that the um that's with like Kozue and uh okay oh yeah yeah i will um also say like i my story keeps changing so like anthe what's what's really going on what's the real me um i wrote part of part of this um thesis in one sitting and then the other part i literally um wrote like uh a stream of thought while i was driving in my car and trying to use my text-to-speech to, -speech to <laughs> crap like make it something coherent and then i literally had to pull over and make it a coherent sentence and then added the rest of it later that's why some of these and that, i think that's actually like the second half that's why some of these are just random thoughts that's okay <laughs> right um I was I was listening to some other podcast discuss Utana and I was like, oh wait, it's all coming back to me, like <laughs> like memento, all the memories coming come flooding back, and I'm the lost princess. 
But um, <laughs> so with um, yeah, with Shiori and Kozue, uh, did you want to talk about like just the thing as a whole, or yeah, just sort of like you know, like the like you mentioned, like you know, the way that these different characters sort of like exemplify this divide between like. Certain stuff in Utena is definitely the way a fairy tale works, and some of it is much more mm-hmm. grounded in like the way the real world works. Okay, and I guess like lo- even looking at it now, I think it's also might just that might um be an allegory for growing up because you can see when you, as I said before, you kind of see how things are less structured because your life is less controlled by other people. I think these are just kind of ways that as you grow up and develop, you can see the scenes and how things, how systems kind of fall apart. Um, so it was kind of saying like with um, Shiori and Kozue, um, they're just kind of terrible. They're they're like these horrible, mean girls and we don't really know why. And for some of them, we seem like, we kind of get like, it's at least implied there's like this real world, real world reason that isn't super dramatic, just kind of harsh and just kind of harsh and real. Um, yeah. So like Kozue, we kind of see like, I mean, they're they're both kind of, Kozue and Shira are both kind of villains. Kozue yeah. um, <laughs> does, I know Kozue does all this horrible stuff to your boy, Mickey Ellis. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and uh, let me see what I'm actually trying to read here. Um, but so, so like we never actually, um, even with both these people, we never actually see why they are the way they are. Kozue, we kind of get like, okay, she's got these things, she's got these issues with her parents and this attachment to her brother that makes her kind of controlling of him, but also this sort of anger towards him. Um, So it's really not explained why she is the way she is. And to me, that makes me think of kind of like a lot of fairy tale villains have either these really flimsy reasons for why they are doing what they're doing or their reason is because they're the villain. So Kozaway to me kind of makes me think of like the evil queen in Snow White because her motivation is simply uh, because uh, she's more beautiful than, uh, because Snow White is more beautiful than the evil queen. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a thing of um, why, why does that matter? That's a reason, but why? And with Kozaway, she's horrible because she has these issues with her parents. But why does that affect, like, why does that matter? What does that mean? What, what are the issues? Um, so it's just kind of this nebulous hand-waved motivation. And then with Shiori, you have, it makes me think of, like, um, just a lot of witches, um, like, in Hansel and Gretel, <laughs> which is, like, in Hansel and Gretel, where it's, like, why does she eat children? Why doesn't she eat her candy house? Because uh, she's a witch and witches eat children. Why is Shiori horrible? Because she's just horrible. It's kind of, like, on the other yeah. side of that, you've got more grounded villains like say Seonji. oh yeah yeah so with Seonji, like and it's funny because he's like the worst but he does he does like arguably the worst stuff and i think that comes with showing up more than kozue mm-hmm. or shiori yeah. but you also now see like reasons behind that so you see that he's been kind of messed up by he kind of has this inferiority complex because of his relationship with toga being groomed right yeah he's been groomed and so you like you see that there is causes for these for these behaviors i will um (laughs) i will mention that uh so my when i'm when i was working on my thesis uh 
I my degree is in uh, behavior analysis, which is basically studying why behavior occurs and how you can change it. That sounds um, like it would be really useful for interpreting this anime. Right. Oh no, it it, it was yeah, really useful. Seriously. It was actually it was actually um when I decided to give up on my thesis and write a research paper instead because it's easier and I still get my degree. I actually did it on um um how like sexual deviancy occurs, like reasons why it occurs and how you can change it. Um, based on research. Um, and it's so when I go in and look at these characters, it's kind of like every behavior has a reason, though you may not see it. And with Sayonji, you kind of see like, here's, there's this very, there's somebody made him this way. Um, yeah. where Shiori and Koz, where, where like with like fairy tale characters, they aren't really made a certain way. They just come out, they just come into the story that way. I feel like all of this kind of comes to a head when we think about Akio, but he's, because mm-hmm. he's kind of, both of these at once like there's something so grounded about the way that Akio is evil but when you get right down to it I mean we mentioned it earlier like why is Akio evil now shrug we don't know like and the series doesn't really bother itself with trying to explain that either and I mean again like how I said with Akio being a bunch of being all of these characters who kind of are overlapping on the top of each other yeah. Some of these characters are fairy tale characters and some of these characters are real characters or, or like real people. Yeah. So for him it is kind of some of it to some degree there is like a cause and for some degree there doesn't seem to be any because it's a story. Mm-hmm. So with him there is a lot of this ambiguity and it's hard to tell like it's hard to tell what is real and what is fairy tale. Yeah. With him and how all of these how these pieces fit together because they definitely do but it's like this uneven collection of all of these i mean again all, an uneven collection of all these ideas of the character yeah yeah definitely okay i would love to continue talking about this because all of this is really great but mm-hmm. it is also getting very late and okay yeah we all need to go to bed so do we have final thoughts about this episode and about what comes next Oh my god. Is that all you're going to say? I don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's it. That That's me. Game over. Game over, man. Game over. It really feels like everything was sort of like par for the course in this episode, right up until that very last second where Anthe stabs Utena. And while I can make sense of it, it's just sort of like that's such a shocking moment. Right. I mean, I kind of will say, like, every episode, it gets more and more why. Just when you think, like, it can't get more why, the next thing uh, the next thing proves you wrong. And it's, I mean, it's almost like, it's, these aren't, like, any answer that you give wouldn't really be the true answer. It's just what you have to tell yourself to move on, to, to accept this and move on. But, I mean, I'm I'm excited for the ending because it's the end, but it's also, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even though it's the end, we have uh, we have very seriously floated the idea of just like once we finish all of this, and then once we watch Yuri Kuma, just going back to the beginning and doing Utena again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I think could be interesting, but I don't know if that makes for good podcast listening. So if there's anybody mm. who who does want to listen to that idea, feel free to reach out. But otherwise. We have a few weeks. We can we can continue to uh, to float ideas for what comes next. 
worst idea ever did that so you know if it works for them (laughs) true except like it that would be more akin to if we watched the movie uh once a week every week for a year rather than trying to just do the whole series but i can't say that i wasn't a little bit inspired by worst idea of all time oh geez nice Right. Which, Alice, if you don't know anything about Worst Idea of All Time, that is a podcast where these two comedians dedicated themselves to watching Grown Ups 2 once a week, every week for an entire year. And they did a podcast every week about it. And then they also went on to do two other movies for two different years. But that was the the impetus of that podcast was Grown Ups 2 once a week, every week for a year. Nice. Yeah. I guess my final thought on this show will be uh, no matter what, Anthe is my girl and she has never done anything wrong in her entire life. <laughs> I don't know. She she did a pretty she did a pretty big wrong at the end of this episode. Did she really though? Wish it was it her was it the gun or the man holding the gun? She did do it. She did do that thing. She did stab did, did Utsuna. She, did she right. stab Utsuna or did Utsuna run on the sword? Right. I mean, she tripped. She tripped and she just, you know. Fell into it. She tripped like seven times. Yeah. She, she tripped on his on her sword 17 times. Uh, uh, very enthusiastically. Right. right. I, oh, and I guess that means I have a second point that apparently Anthe is a sword shaped like a lady. <laughs> which I mean is... I mean, seemingly also true. Um, I feel like you could definitely make the argument for that, honestly. Right. Literally, when you take off the dress and the glasses, she's literally just a sword. And then she falls <laughs> over. Nice. Yeah. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Utenicast. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Alice? They can follow me at Lyrewolf at l-y-r-e-w-u-l-f sam do you have a place on the internet where people can find you should you wish to be found um kind of i'm actually pulling that up because i forgot what it's called um because i don't it doesn't have to be twitter it can be like if you have like a website or something oh no it's gonna be twitter because that's gonna be the way i can actually talk to people without them tracking me down um right um because I want to talk. It's like I want to be on social media, but I want to be left alone. I just want to watch. Um, so you can find me at uh, Runicorn Spirit on Twitter. Um, That's a very good name. Right. Um, and it's spelled uh, R U N E C O R N S P I R I T, Runicorn Spirit. Um, if you look at it, it will look like Runicorn, but you will be wrong. Um, yeah, that, and this is how I filter out. This is how I filter out the cool people from the posers. And you can go ahead and tweet at me about Utana or some other random, like the other five things I've ever tweeted about, and I can forget that I have this and then respond to you in three months. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. If you would like to be a guest on the show once we have finished watching this finale and the movie to do one of our post-series episodes, you can contact us about that. You can do that on Twitter, but the best way to contact us about that is at imagineandutina at gmail.com. We are technically, we are now a Patreon-supported podcast because we have, since the new year started, gotten two new Patreon patrons whose names I am going to read. 
as soon as I can figure out how to look at that. <laughs> oh, I do not understand Patreon oh. at all. Hold on. You need to understand these things. <laughs> I should. Alas. Okay, uh, we got two new patrons on our Patreon. One of them was Amanda French. Thank you, Amanda. And one of them was Blair, who I actually just talked to uh, over the email about being a future guest of the show. So very uh, excited ooh, clap, for clap, that. Clap, clap, clap. I just, okay, I, I need to say something. Yeah. I know Amanda French. Yeah? Hi. Hi, Nines. Thank you. Oh, is this a friend of yours? Yes, I'm glad that you like my podcast. Aww. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, what did you say this person's nickname was? I know her as nine, nine Caliber. Okay, well, thank you, oh. Amanda. Thank you, Nines, whichever you prefer. We appreciate your patronage because both Blair and uh, Amanda pledged the $5 level, which means that next month you're going to have some fan fiction to write, Alice. Oh, it begins. Uh, both Amanda and Blair, uh, whenever it gets close to the next time your your uh your build by Patreon for your second month of patronage, if you contact us or I will contact you, and we can figure out what you would like your fan fiction to be written about. <laughs> probably Utana theme, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Alice will pretty much write anything. Probably. <laughs> it is <laughs> actually true. All right. You, you say that as like it's a joke, but I will. No. I mean, no. Well, it's everybody exonic. It is a joke, but it is also true. It is both these things at the same time. Thank you, Sam, for coming on to talk to us. It was delightful. Thank you for having me. It was pretty good. I've never done this before, so I have no metric to measure this, but I think it was pretty good. Oh, it's your <laughs> podcast debut. Yes. <laughs> If you'd like to come back for a post-series episode, you're more than welcome. We'll, we can figure that out later. Yeah, I definitely would be looking forward to do that. It's nice to uh, kind of step out of the shadows of all the social media and be like, oh, yeah, I'm an entity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an entity. I'm not just uh, three dogs in a trench coat. Uh, mm, remains to be seen. I mean, well, I guess that's true. Nobody needs to know that I'm actually the Babadook. On the internet, oh. nobody knows you're the Babadook. Right, right. I mean, to be fair, he lives in a basement all day. I feel like he'd spend a lot of time on the internet. All right. That does us for this week, everybody. <laughs> Revolutionize the world, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>